Welcome to the 5511 Podcast, inspiring stories of God's power being poured out globally in the lives of ordinary people. Hosted by Dirk Smith, Peyton Armstrong, and Brooke Kell. This podcast is supported by EEM. EEM publishes, prints, and distributes Bibles and Bible-based materials in 30-plus nations and in 20-plus languages, free to all. Hello and welcome to 5511 Podcast, once again, supported by EEM, where every story is a living example of Isaiah 55. I'm Dirk, and joining me once again are Brooke and Peyton. Hi, guys. How you doing? Good. How are you, Dirk? Doing well. What's new? What's going on in your world? Well, I have some exciting news. I'll be headed to the beach next week. Why is it I always hate you? It is <laughs> when you head to New York, and it, now you're headed to the beach. It sounds like I travel a lot, and I... Well, I guess I am traveling a lot right now, but I, I say, feel like I don't. Like you are because you <laughs> are. <laughs> I kind of am. Well, the New York trip was less than 48 hours. This one is going to be a substantial amount of time, a whole seven a days, more Saturday to Saturday. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Good grief. Yeah. And I'm stuck in the heat here in Nashville, Tennessee, sweating to death. Such is life. <laughs> How about you, Peyton? You, and now don't tell me you're, I'm headed off to Scotland. Or, no, you know. no, I'm not. But I do have some fun things going on next week. I'm going to be serving at our church's children's camp. So it'll be oh, very fun. loud, but it'll be so fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, definitely a change of scenery. Oh, yeah, for and sure. A- atmosphere. High energy, for sure. Yeah. I love yeah. the little oh, kiddos. That, so I was gonna say that's so much fun mm-hmm. though. They're they're so precious, <laughs> so innocent. I know. You know, such a great reminder of the innocence that is there. Well, not much going on here. Um, just kind of hanging out, same old, same old. Although we did get my wife's wheelchair, Woo-hoo. so we are mobile. That's great. So hopefully we'll be getting out and uh, get her out of this house, which will be good. Mm-hmm. So. But uh, yeah, just and but it's a weird time to be going out because it's a you know it's 112 in the shade right now with this <laughs> yeah. little heat wave coming. So you got to keep it indoors. Got to keep. Oh yes, the just keep the indoors. AC going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Episode five, kind of amazing. Here wow. we go, jumping into episode five this week. A- another story about Ukraine, and this one goes back a number of years ago when we began providing Bibles for the public schools in Ukraine. The gentleman that was instrumental in getting a lot of that going was a gentleman by the name of Dr. Zhukovsky. And Dr. Zhukovsky was a great partner. He's an Orthodox priest. And we had worked with him and putting Bibles in the public schools. And then they had a presidential change. Yanukovych was ousted and Poroshenko came in. Poroshenko was the guy. He was the chocolate mogul. He had all the chocolate stores and factories and everything. So he comes in as president and in his attempt to kind of get his arms around this nation that he's now tasked with governing, he asks all of his ministers for reports. So when he gets the report from the minister of education, he looks at it and he goes, Okay, I need more explanation on this. So he calls the Minister of Education in and he says, Okay, please explain this. I see in this oblast, or we would call them states, and there's about five of them at the time, I see that test scores are up and discipline problems are down. 
Is there a common denominator there? And if so, what is it? So the Minister of Education says, well, yeah, actually there is. Those are the oblasts where we are teaching the Bible and we're teaching Christian ethics as an elective. And the majority of the students take the class. I don't think Poroshenko is a believer, but he's pragmatic. And so he said, well, good grief. If that's what's doing it, we need to make this offer across the entire nation. So Dr. Zhukovsky reached out to me via email and said, my good friend, Dirk, when are you coming to Ukraine? And I said, well, I'm not. So then he goes in, he tells me the story and um, he said, I need you to come to Ukraine. I need you in Kyiv for 24 hours. And my first thought was, hey, I'm not important enough to do anything significant in 24 hours. And why? What is this about? So he tells me this story and he says, I need you to go with me to meet with the Minister of Education for the nation of Ukraine and tell them that you are our partners because they're wanting to go big with this. But we can't do it if we don't have Bibles and you are our source. You're it. So I said, yeah, you know what? I can change my ticket. I can go from Romania to Kiev. So I flew in, 24 hours was there, and I had my videographer with me, and he's shooting a documentary that we were doing in Romania. So he comes with me, and so we arrive at the Ministry of Education, and it's very secure. I mean, you got cameras, you got guards out in front with guns, and it's very surreal because you've got the hammer and the sickle embedded in the marble on the floor and outside. And so we get to the front and we see the security guards. And so my videographer says, man, is it going to be okay for me to have this camera mounted on my shoulder walking up here like this? I'm not feeling good about this. I said, yeah, don't worry about it, man. You'll be fine. You know, and I'm trying to play it off. And he says, you're not the guy with the camera mounted on his shoulder. I'm going to end up in a Ukrainian prison. I said, nah, don't worry about it. We'll talk to him when we get up here. So we get up to the front door and present our credentials, tell them who we are. And we've got this point with the Minister of Education. So I point to my videographer and I said, is it okay? We're shooting a movie. Is it okay if he comes in and shoots pictures? So the guy in English looks back at me and says, oh, yes, yes, movie. Oh, Hollywood. We love Hollywood. Yes, you come. You come. You shoot. You shoot picture. Come, come. So he comes in with us and we walk right in. Well, he gets enamored with what's going on and we get escorted to the Minister of Education's office. I turn around and he's gone. My videographer is gone. I can't, I'm like, where'd he go? And he got lost in the building. He's filming. He showed up. I don't know how he found his way. He was scared to death. He said, oh man, I lost you guys. I'm walking around with this camera on my shoulder. And I just knew I was going to get thrown in prison because somebody wouldn't know that I had the okay to be here. But we go into this meeting with the Minister of Education, and for the first 20 minutes, he just is thanking us for our part in changing his country back to a Christian biblical worldview. It was amazing. And he's doing it through his translator. Then all of a sudden, in English, he looks at me and he says, how can I help you? And I thought, oh, you rascal, you can speak English. So I said, well, let me tell you, on occasion, we get down the lifeline of these projects and the regional minister of education in these different regions or oblasts will get cold feet. They get nervous and they halt the process. And we're hiring your printers. I mean, so your printers are staffing up and they've got to back off. And it really causes a little bit of a challenge for us when they do that. He says, oh, I'm so sorry this happens. This is old school. They're afraid of KGB fear. They're afraid they work with you. They will lose job. This will happen no more. And he looks to his assistant at the end of the table and he says, put together a letter 
that says, EEM are our partners and our friends, and their Bibles and books are welcoming every school in the nation of Ukraine. Send it back to me for my signature, and I'll stamp it with my seal, and then send it around the country to every school in the nation. And then he looks back at me and he says, will this help? And I was like, yeah, that'll be a step in the right direction. And so the doors then did, I mean, not that they just blew open and we had no barriers, but I mean, it was significant to the point that now at the end of last year, we've now put Bibles in over three fourths of the public schools in the nation of Ukraine. And that relationship has just continued to grow and develop and, and Dasha Novakova, our National Director for Ukraine has just continued to develop those relationships. So when we look at this war, it's a spiritual battle. Derek, I love that story. That story is a story about how much God is at work in our lives. And I know a lot of people who don't know this story and just think about the impact this project has had on an entire nation and so many different people were involved. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it just makes me, I was thinking while you were talking, this really led me to a lot of different verses in the Bible, but more specifically, Ephesians 3.20, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. And I'm thinking about how we as a ministry were positioned, God had positioned us to be available, and we had people on the team who were willing and ready, and God had prepared everybody for this right time when we were asked by the nation of Ukraine to supply these Bibles. And I think that is so like God to do more than we could ever imagine. I mean, you couldn't say the same thing about the United States right now. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it is, it, it reminds me, you know, we, and as you know, Brooke, we, we spend a lot of time in prayer. We prayed a lot and we've prayed for open doors and, and we said this as a, as a team, it it was almost like we prayed for open doors and God blew these doors open and he's way out in front of us looking back and we're, we're back there huffing and puffing running. And he's (laughs) like, well, are you coming? Come on. Mm -hmm. You asked for this door to be open. And it is, it was one of those in that meeting. We were just like, wow, did this, did this really happen? I mean, are they asking for Bibles now Mm -hmm. across the entire nation of Ukraine? And they've given us the green light and walking us in to do this. So yeah, it is. It's a reminder that God is faithful and Mm -hmm. almost like our podcast, 5511, Isaiah 5511, his ways are not our ways. Our ways are not his ways. And in my opinion, to cease to be amazed at God indicates that I have stopped looking. I have stopped communicating with God Mm -hmm. because if I'm communicating with God and I'm looking, I'm in awe constantly. I'm in awe. So good. Yeah. Yeah. In a different kind of context, this story reminded me some of the book of Haggai. Our story kind of led to EEM, thankfully and God willingly being prepared to fulfill those requests and you were able to hop on a plane and get there. And that is the Lord opening so many doors. However, in the book of Haggai, it kind of gives us hope that even if sometimes we 
go the wrong way or don't immediately respond with obedience. Maybe we have a delayed obedience to the Lord like the Israelites did in, in rebuilding the temple mm-hmm. in the book of Haggai. The Lord continuously presses on and presses on our hearts and continues to deliver messages to us, whether that is through prophets like he did in the book of Haggai, whether that's through the word of God, whether that's through the Holy Spirit, our friends, family. Mm-hmm. Um, and at some point, if we, like the Israelites, humbled themselves immediately and said, yeah. okay, yes, use me, God, the Lord then, you know, in the in the end of the short little book of Haggai, he says, from this day on, I will bless you. So the Lord is continuously faithful. And of course, we're called to be prepared for that. And also we see in so many stories that sometimes when we're not, the Lord is still faithful And it still calls for us to examine our hearts and let it go and be humble and submit to the Lord's will. But yeah, he's so faithful. Yeah, he's faithful. And and oftentimes we want it in our timing. Mm -hmm. We want it according to our time frame and our plan. That's Mm -hmm. always the funny thing. You know, I'm sure God laughs at us when we plan and strategize. (laughs) He's like, really? Um, But his timing is always right. Mm -hmm. And when you look even at Ukraine, when all this happened, you know, and and like I said, at the end of last year, now we've put Bibles in over three fourths of the public schools. Well, now there's a war going on. And and so now you've got these faithful Ukrainian believers who are, quote unquote, displaced, but they're becoming missionaries and they're headed to the West and they're landing in Western countries that are postmodern to their core and you know, have pushed God out and they're saying, no, you, you can't push God out. I mean, their faithfulness is just incredible. Let's get real. And when I think about this story and it happened, you know, to me or I was there and witnessed it, some of the things that impact me about this and have challenged me is number one, Dr. Zhukovsky, you know, here's a guy that risked everything. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, PhD, he's a respected person, but he's stepping out there to say, this is most important, and I'm going to knock on the doors, and I'm going to keep knocking on doors to make this happen. And he risked it all. Mm-hmm. Now, then you got the Minister of Education. This is an elected position. I mean, dare we say that Sometimes our politicians don't do things for the best interest of others, and sometimes they're a little self-serving. For sure. But here's a guy that steps out there and says, no, this is, this is in the best interest of our, our people, and this is the right thing to do. He risked his political position yeah. greatly. So there's a lot of risk and a lot of real commitment on the part of believers mm-hmm. and then You know, again, I never knew if this if that minister of education was a believer. I got the indication that he was just by a lot of things that he said, which, again, that's a risky thing to do. Absolutely. In a nation in a nation like Ukraine to push that and to push what's right. Mm -hmm. I mean, all we have to do is look around our country right now. I think some of those of us who call ourselves Christians need to be a little pushy. And, and need to be standing up for what's right. Yeah. I mean, there's some straight up crazy going on right now. And my my question is, are we pushing political agendas more than we're pushing God? And what do we talk about more? Do we talk about our political position more than we talk about a foundation in God and God's word? So for me, that's the challenge for me is what am I doing? Am I standing up for God's truth? Mm-hmm. And with whatever clout God gives me, am I pushing his agendas 
not my agendas, not political agendas, nothing for personal gain, but to push the gospel of Jesus? Am I looking for ways to do that? In a similar way that we've talked about Esther, Esther came up again for me when you were telling the mm-hmm. story. Yeah. Just someone who was positioned with royalty and yeah. saved an entire nation and because of her yeah. boldness and because yep. of her submission to God. Serious risk. Yeah, yeah, serious risk, serious boldness. Those are the kinds of things that came up for me when I was thinking about how this challenged me is, again, am I being bold? Am I willing to take risks? Am I willing to obey when it's hard? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not out of a response of something I have to do, but it's out of the response of what God has done and what God has invited us to do and is empowering us to take partnership in Him with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I think for me, both of those are true for me as well, but I think I'm a planner and I like to make sure that things are in order. So this story reminded me to kind of look inward at my heart and make sure that I'm prepared. Am I prepared so that when the Lord calls on me to go and be bold somewhere or to do something in a situation that may feel uncomfortable, am I ready for that? Have I been diligently in the word? Have I been spending intimate time with our Lord? Like, have I prepared myself and my heart? to mm-hmm. be able to have conversations with people he calls me to have conversations with or be in uncomfortable situations. That is, man, Peyton, that's a great point. You know, and I've I've said this, um, being the age I am and, you know, in, in my 34th year of marriage, um, my wife and I have said to young, young married people, you know, when you put this ring on, that that's a preparation. Decisions are already made. Okay, you you have prepared yourself and by wearing that ring and it's a daily decision, but you prepare yourself. So if you get into a situation as a guy, a woman, you know, starts flirting with you, there's no decision to be made. That decision's already been made. I'm prepared for that situation, Mm -hmm. which is why I think Jesus uses the analogy of marriage. Mm -hmm. We are the bride of Christ. There are decisions that we have made. It shouldn't be a decision. It really should not be a decision. When the door opens up and he calls us, yeah, we go. You know, that's just what we do or we don't do. Mm -hmm. But to your point, Peyton, that takes preparation Mm -hmm. so that when the door opens up, you walk through it. And we had no idea at that time that here today we would have put Bibles in that many public schools in the nation of Ukraine or that other nations would have been looking at Ukraine. And now we're putting Bibles in the public schools in Croatia, in Hungary, in Romania, in Bulgaria. Wow, that's amazing. You know, that all these doors have opened up. Why? Because one guy, Dr. Zhukovsky, it wasn't a decision for him. It just is what it is. I'm a, I'm a disciple of Jesus. So that's what I do. And that's, that's where we go. We've got to We've got to teach our kids and we got to make sure that they know about Jesus. So, yeah, that's a great point, Peyton. I'm really glad you brought that up. That may be the point right there. (laughs) It also it reminds me of going back to our tagline, the Bible. We want everyone to get it. Mm -hmm. And we're obviously talking about the world. We want everyone to have access to God's word. And the other part of that, and I think we've talked about it. Not sure. But the other part of that is, are we 
getting it. The Bible, we want everyone to get it. That's the other half is, are we getting it? Are we getting in it? And that's a part of the preparation. And that's a part of our intimacy with God Mm -hmm. and spending time in his presence and in quietness and stillness in the word and prayer and all of those little decisions leading little acts of obedience and Mm -hmm. lead up to these opportunities to save nations and bring the gospel to nations. Yes. So now we just really want to sit back and put a challenge for us and for our audience. And I think today the challenge on my heart is, are we prepared? Are we prepared so that when the Lord calls us to go into a situation, we are ready. We act in swift obedience. We don't delay obedience. We don't have to sit back and try and decide. We just immediately respond with a yes. So are we prepared? And if that answer is unsure to you, if you're not sure about that, I would really encourage you to plan some time out of your day to be intentional in the word and to be intentional in your prayer time and really get prepared, get ready. Absolutely. Yeah, that's it. You know, there are some people who go, okay, I want to be prepared, Peyton. I really want to. How do I do that? What does that look like? And you just, you netted it out. And that is, that's a challenge for me is be more intentional with my prayer and my prayers and read in a way that I let the word speak to me. All right, guys. Well, audience, we would love for you to tell a friend, write a review wherever you listen to your podcasts, rate us. And again, we don't care if you love us and love it or hate it. Be honest with us. Give us your your honest feedback uh, whenever and wherever you listen to podcasts. So thanks for joining us. We will look forward to seeing you for episode number six. Peyton, Brooke, thank you guys as always. Good stuff. Man, I'm leaving. I'm, I'm kind of beat up in this one. I feel like I'm... <laughs> it was a gut I, check. I, yeah, I, I got fix, some... Yeah, it can fix Yeah, you. this was a gut check for sure. So thanks for that challenge. Absolutely. All right. See you guys. Bye. You've been listening to the 5511 Podcast, hosted by Dirk Smith, Peyton Armstrong, and Brooke Kell. It's edited by David Wilkinson. The 5511 Podcast is supported by EEM. EEM publishes, prints, and distributes Bibles and Bible-based materials in 30-plus nations and in 20-plus languages, free to all. To learn more about how you can partner with EEM, go to eem.org. And we'll leave a link for you in the show notes. We'd also love for you to rate, review, and subscribe. And we'd really appreciate you telling your friends about us. So thanks for joining us, and we'll be dropping a new episode every other Tuesday.